If you're growing a business or just thinking about launching a startup, this is definitely the podcast for you. This is Fast Forward, brought to you by Tech Manchester. We support early stage tech focused businesses. Each week, we'll dive into the issues that we know keep entrepreneurs awake at night. We'll chat to experts who'll share their tips and advice on how to handle everything from raising finance, making your first hire, to getting your company noticed on social media or in the press. Running a business is a roller coaster. It's exhilarating, but it's pretty damn scary at times too. We're here to help you get your business off the ground and hopefully get a better night's sleep. It's hosted by me, Patricia Keating, Executive Director at Tech Manchester. Standing in a tin shed, waiting for the van to come. Oh friend, have you seen where my golden tickets be? Present like the fear from above, believers like we've never been in love. We're only gazing at stars on the ceiling. Welcome back to the Fast Forward podcast. Today we've left UK Fast Campus and come on tour. We've taken the Fast Forward podcast down to Huckletree, the new workspace and growth accelerator that's opened up down in Ancoats in Manchester in the Express building. I've just been on a tour of the space and I can only describe it as Art Deco with a, a modern twist um, with some fantastic retention of some of the original features. Um, we've just had a tour of the new meditation space, which is like an arboretum, I suppose, um, but will be a tech-free zone where people can go and take a quiet moment and chill out. Um, but today I'm joined by Tony Walker, the Deputy Director of the Enterprise Centre at the University of Manchester, to find out a bit more about what they do there at the university, but also what's he doing down here at uh, at the Express Building and how the startup scene in Manchester is involving. Welcome, Tony. Oh, thank you. So um, mainly what I do is I have a great job, very privileged to work on the University of Manchester campus. Our role is to help develop um, enterprises and entrepreneurial startups from the undergraduate, postgraduate and staff at the university. So you can imagine we have a really, really great depth of technology, social sciences and opportunities to unlock real talent in that space. But obviously we can't just contain it to the campus. We need it to move out. We need people to start growing indigenous businesses in the city. So spaces like Huckletree really help us to project ourselves out we need safe spaces we can send people to, often um, startups from university graduates are, they're, they're young, they need help, they need support, and places like this really help to do that. So they can come in, they can get the benefit of people who've been there before and done it before, and get support to grow in the Manchester ecosystem. The university is quite balanced in it's graduates, we have about 50-50 um, male to female, and basically what we'd like to do is to see a corresponding rise in that business area. So yeah. we want more female entrepreneurs because we believe they've got also fantastic businesses to develop, and that would be great for the city as well in, in terms of growing its, its agenda. It's great that, that you've seen that kind of um, pastry, obviously, where it represents, you know, the student population and that you want to support that. So it's great yeah. to see that 50-50 balance. 
Now, you've been involved in the startup scene in Manchester for uh, a little while. A little while, yeah. Tell us a bit about Tony and how you've ended up doing what you're doing today. Okay, so um, about 2000, I was sponsoring some research at the university, and it was very early into trading online. Mm -hmm. Uh, I worked for one of the biggest UK communications companies, and we were worried about the... um, the whole online growth and development. So I was doing new product development. I sponsored some research at the university. I got really interested in it. I then went to work there on a secondment and then got caught up in the whole startup scene. Um, that was in the dot-com one. So I just <laughs> arrived and then about a year after there was a huge crash. I'm not sure whether it was to do with me, but timing wasn't great. However... It's since grown from there. So we've been involved in, oh, countless numbers of incubator development, startup programs. Mm-hmm. And, and it's amazing to see how Manchester has grown, you know, from a, a small scale to now a global city that's projecting itself. And I think the other thing is as well, Huckle Tree coming here is, is a recognition of the involvement of Manchester because we've now got a London base coming to Manchester. And this is one of the things we want to address because we see talent generally gravitating yeah, towards the London and the banks and the finance. But now we've got a competitive position to offer. And I think the other thing as well is they bring their networks, their funders, yeah. their finance. Yeah. So it can only be for the greater good of Manchester as well. Yeah. And, and refurbishing a beautiful old building like yeah. this. Yeah, creating podcast and studios new, like this for space. us to come and yeah. use and record. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So what do you think it is about Manchester that's helped it become like one of the UK's biggest entrepreneurial hubs outside the capital? Um, I think it's, it's a number of things. I think the first thing is there's the foresight of the Manchester authorities. I think they've because they've been in place and are able to own the strategy and direct the strategy, I think that they've really repurposed Manchester to be a global city and they've used all the assets, the football clubs, the music scene, the whole dynamism of Manchester. I think Mm -hmm. Howard Bernstein called it the edgy bit of Manchester Mm -hmm. and I'd like to add a bit there and steal that and say (laughs) by adding the technology from the university and we have the leading edgy of Manchester (laughs) and I think it'd be that that position between a a city that can isolate graphene but at the same time can develop brilliant music Mm -hmm. but at the same time has a social conscience to address its homelessness in the Lord Mayor's strategy Mm -hmm. is something that we should keep and I guess as we evolve and we grow, I hope we don't become too homogenised. We need to keep that Manchester centricity. Not to lose its character. Yeah, and as well, that's what attracts people here. You know, we have over 100, um, at the university, over 100 different students, bodies from around the world, um, huge growth in the internationalisation of Manchester education. And it's when people come, I think they see Manchester and they take part of that away with them. And we need to keep those connections and we need to use them for 
growing our presence across the world, not just from a commercial point of view, but from a ambassadorial and, um, you know, just point of view, connecting and projecting ourselves. It's that attraction, isn't it? It's making it that incredibly attractive yeah, place to live Yeah, it's the intangibility. Uh, it's, we can see the spaces and the places and the high-rises and the skyscrapers, but ultimately they have to be, people have to live in them, and mm-hmm. people have to work in them. And I think that's where the dynamic comes about, that sort of um, the sparks of Manchester, as it's talked about. Yeah. You talked about connections there and how important they are. How important do you think it is for the private sector in the development of these young entrepreneurs? And why do you think it's good that businesses like Huckletree are investing in the city and and building those collaborations and connections in that way? So I think in the beginning, um, as I mentioned, the private sector is really important because the, the public sector in the early days funded a lot of the early stage spaces for Uh, incubation and development but eventually they have to step out and I think the private sector's responded well Um, and it has to respond because otherwise we don't have a long-term potential for those areas because they have to be able to operate and be valid without public subsidy Um, so I think the the fact that we've got so many represented in Manchester is a real um, is a real dynamic and a recognition of the breadth and depth of sectors we've got um and of course again if you're teaching people about working in a private business they're better off in the private sector we always talk about breaking the umbilical cord with the university and the campus and i think that's really important because we need people to be able to um get to profitability as quickly as possible or get to investment as quickly as possible so that they can then start to grow and create jobs and create value. And I think the the sooner we are able to help people to do that. So we, we have what we call a sort of revolving door policy where we bring people in to the campus and then we help them take other people out, but in a trusted way. So we work with people like Huckletree and other trusted third parties across Manchester so that we know our people are destined to go to a safe haven to start with, Mm -hmm. and then they can help them to grow and become what they want to be. Um, And particularly, like say, when possibly if you're starting a business up from scratch and you're not a resident of Manchester or you're not a, a native of Manchester, having a supportive environment where other people are who you can socialise with and as well as do business with is a good thing to do as well to take away from that sort of shed or garage startup mentality which I think is different in the UK might work in Palo Alto and other places (laughs) but I think it's a bit more difficult in downtown Manchester yeah it's about that bridge and that gap isn't it you know yeah and it's just you know entrepreneurship is a contact sport so you've got to be out there and you've got to be doing it and you've got to be active doing it. So the sooner we can get people to do that, the better it is. And yeah. if they're doing it in, in real places, in real places, real businesses and other people can help each other to do that, that's good. So um, the amongst the success of Manchester, um, you know, obviously places like Huckletree are, are parts of the 
kind of the puzzle yeah, of how yeah. to kind of start to bring this all kind of together. And mm-hmm. um, what else is, has been missing? And, and will facilities like the Express Building help kind of fill those or change that in any yeah. way? Yeah, because I think, as I say, um, the key thing is what, what it brings with it. So mm-hmm. it's not just about the space. I mean, yeah. the space is important because it, it provides rejuvenation, it provides a vision for people to see. But it's the connectivity it brings as well. Mm-hmm. So it, particularly in terms of the investors and the experience of those investors. Do you want to then, talk, tell us a little bit about that? Because that's something that's quite different uh, to the Huckletree offering that you'll typically yeah. find in a co-work space. Tell yeah. us a bit about that. Yeah. So basically, um, the idea is that there are specific people looking to focus on um, technology and tech-based businesses so that the people who are um, investing in that space are actually experienced in that space. Mm -hmm. So they're bringing a real deep knowledge of that sector and deep insight. So they've got not just the money, but the money plus, and they've got the contacts of those people. So they can quickly help people with the right business to get in touch with other people and, and almost go through a lot of the growth curve that they would normally take a while to go through. They can get through that quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said before about, you know, getting to trading quickly, getting to sale quickly or getting to investment quickly is really important yeah. these days. So that's that's the dynamic they bring plus the connectivity back to ultimately London yeah. and the, the ability we have now to bring some of those investment funds up here and to show them actually what's what's available and what they're missing up for a two-hour train journey yeah right that's it two hours and six mm. um and that is i think one of the sort of interesting things that i find about Huckletree when i was um le- learning about them is yeah, that yeah they're offering that almost that incubation um space or being that bridge between the startups and yeah, the investors yeah. through their angel investment, yeah. uh, the Huckletree Angel That's community right. yeah, that they've yeah. they've um, curated and yeah, cultivated yeah, down yeah, in London. Um, so um, I think the 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 piece there that you've said about sort of stopping that brain drain mm-hmm. it means that there is place is important as much as the smart money people yeah, yeah, are important, and, yeah. and Huckletree is almost bridging that. We always, I mean, it's quite a simple equation, but. We generally work to like a three-point thing. It's either people, money, or ideas. And I think here in Manchester we have the people and mm-hmm. we have the ideas. So if you bring the money, that's one part of the dynamic. Yeah. Or if you have the ideas and the money, we've also got the talent and the people. So we can actually start to use that dynamic in quite a simple way to, to put them together. When people are aligned in a similar space, they they have the same issues and the same problems. And if there's somebody just in front of you who's just been there and done yeah. that, that's really, really... I, I say it's like, you know, watching someone else slip on the banana skin is much better than doing it so. So yeah. you can actually... Or stopping someone yeah, slipping yeah, on the yeah, banana skin yeah. and feeling good about it. Yeah. So um, it's, it's a good way of doing it. And I think having developed and built and run these types of spaces over the last sort of 19 years that's the thing in there that makes it and and it gets to a point eventually where 
you aren't running that anymore. Mm-hmm. You you don't need the connectivity. You're not doing the stage management. You're not doing the the script almost. It becomes of its own. And then once that's done, you've done your job then. And you can step out and let that happen because it, it naturally then works of its own accord and it grows of its own accord. So the more of those places we can get around the city, I think the better it will be. Because yeah. they'll all be like, if you like, independent little planets in their own solar yeah. system. But it takes them the out of their sun. silo, doesn't it? You know, whether students yeah. entrepreneurs or yeah. talking to student entrepreneurs, yeah, they need to be the talking thing. to yeah. a bigger, yeah. more diverse range of people. Yeah, because I think often um, it's it's what we call work ready plus. It's It's about, well, you know, generally people in our universities here are really, really good at what they do. And that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. But it's what else do we need? It's it's the ability to take that. It's the ability to create impact from that. It's the ability to leverage that knowledge into something tangible that creates more than just a nice demonstrator or a nice piece of technology. It actually gets there. And, on, and I think people are responding to that message more. People, and, and as well... There are people who need to work for entrepreneurs. There's enterprising mm-hmm. people and there's entrepreneurs, and we do both. We are committed to helping people develop entrepreneurial skills to work in entrepreneurial businesses because the fact is that and there's 90% of businesses now are under 10 people, mm-hmm. and the likelihood is even if you do go and work for a large corporate or a big four or a bank, or a finance house, at some point you will work or run yeah. or develop or be principal in an SME. So if we can get those skills in early, yeah. then that's a good thing as it's well. It's about the entrepreneurial mindset. In the it's the entrepreneurial you... mindset, yeah. And a lot of people, that the more we demystify that and make it a reality and mm-hmm. we make it a career choice and we make it a subject and we make it something that's in a book that's on the same shelf as all the other educational components. The sooner we do that, the sooner it'll be better. I mean, it's nice to have it contained to the Silicon Valley stories and the war stories, but in a way, we don't do ourselves any service by constraining it to look like an elite sport. It's not. It's a sport for everybody. And everybody can play it and we need to get it out there as quickly as we can. So um, we're talking about this afternoon about how we bridge the gap um, between the student entrepreneurs and the incubators mm-hmm. yep. and the real world incubators that are out there yeah. and, and helping them on that journey. But let's take the, to that step before that, um, the, the actual role of the student incubator in the first place. Yeah. What is it? What kind of things are you doing with the, the student entrepreneurs before you're um, engaging them with the sort of the wider community and sort of what role do they what role is that playing in terms okay. of the work that you're doing? So at Masood Enterprise Centre we do three things. The first is, as I said before, you can access now increasingly access learning about enterprise and learning mm-hmm. to be entrepreneurial. So we have nine staff that work for us that teach over thirty modules in entrepreneurship from things like design right through to um, science-based subjects and developing 
and designing prototypes and the art of enterprise as well. Yeah. So now we generally teach over 3,000 people a year. Our events and other activities, we reckon, reach about 10,000 students in total, which is about a quarter of the University of Manchester. Mm, amazing. Um, we do increasingly, um, we do co cooperative type events, co-working events, co-branded events with people like Huckle Tree. So they're actually on the campus and people are getting real-world exposure to real-world companies and opportunities. Mm-hmm. We've got half a million alumni in the university who come in and give their time and support from um, keynote speakers. We had the CTO of IBM in uh, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. who attracted an audience of over 320. Imagine. We had uh, John Murphy who is known as the, the brand father is uh, one of the people in, who basically helped develop branding in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have all these fantastic people who want to come back and, and all the time that that's part of our entrepreneurial development. And then finally um, we help start-up businesses. So we have programs, we have competitions that are specifically aimed at developing start-ups among students, staff and um, postgraduates increasingly. And increasingly we are looking at postgraduates as well because generally they've got a really good opportunity for developing a company. They're probably really leading edge in their research they're generally not necessarily on a full-time, their, their contracts roll on, and they're generally at a good stage to start developing entrepreneurial ideas. So we're mm-hmm. increasingly working to help them as well. Like the university spin-outs. Yeah. yeah. So we have lots of, um, lots of opportunities. So, but, but, but basically it's in that um, enterprise teaching, entrepreneurial activity, and then assisting startups to develop campus-based entrepreneurs. So last year, um, we've just done our latest submission where we say about what we've done in our activities Mm -hmm. so that we report on that back to um, government and others. And we created over 35 new startups last year, ranging from high-tech ones in graphene and materials Mm -hmm. through to... Um, socially based enterprises like a company called Bundley, which has been in the news recently, which is basically providing um, providing new parents with bundles of clothing that they can rent rather than um, oh, nice. buying ex- buying yeah. throwaway consumerist type clothing. Yeah. So it's the slow fashion element yeah. rather than the fast fashion. So we do all of those things and. I think that's the beauty of what we can add to the Manchester scene mm-hmm. and develop from there. Here's a question for you, Tony. Um, over your 20 years that you've been uh, seeing these startups come out of the university, mm-hmm. which one has been your greatest success, do you think? Uh, I, I'm going to do the old deference. Of, I couldn't talk <laughs> about one because that isn't... It, it wouldn't be representative of the university. Yeah. It's It's just such a wide and varied and amazing depth of talent 
and potential. So some of the highlights would be um, some of the ones around the healthcare area where we've developed um, mental health apps to help people with bipolar disorders manage their mm-hmm. daily lives and improve their daily lives. Ones around fun things like uh, exercise programs for the over 60s, but that have a serious side so that it prevents trips, mm-hmm. slips, trips and falls. falls yeah. um, through to really, really high-tech ones where um, we've developed new materials that are now starting to be put in everyday devices and TVs and other things as well. Mm-hmm. So that really, I'd say, I'd, I'd be doing an injustice to both the talent at the university and to the entrepreneurs that we've put through our programmes. Yeah. Um, and then we've also had great ones that have got great stories. Like we developed one called... Um, well, basically what they did is they, you know, when you get a storm, a lightning storm, mm-hmm. and you get the ozone and it, the air is all fresh. Well, they use the same principle. Um, and they were developing their technology and the CEO got a call to fly over to Dubai and he went to one of the big hotels there. Mm-hmm. And they had an issue because... Um, the hotel reception was near the restaurant and the restaurant smells were drifting into the reception. Mm-hmm. So he said, oh, I've got something that could help with that and showed him his, um, his system, which they really wanted to buy. And then they said to him, great, we'd now like to talk, you to talk to Giorgio Armani because what we want to do <laughs> is add Giorgio Armani perfume into your air cleanup system. <laughs> So that when guests come in, it even smells of, of George Armani. So it's little stories like that yeah. you get that really sort of make you think, wow, this That's is brilliant, cool. this yeah. is cool, and this is Manchester stuff, and this is where it's going, which yeah. was good. Step aside, uh, George yeah. Armani. Yeah. yeah. And so you must have um, a world of advice that you give startups um, over your career, but um, we'll have to get you to maybe bring it Commit. down to... A few, a few things, yeah. Um, so, but we do like to wrap up the podcast with okay. some some key takeaways sure. for yeah. the for the okay. entrepreneurs. So, what would you say for anyone that's out there, maybe at that earlier stage, um, yeah. you know, with those students would be that you've been working with over the last couple of years? What would be your sort of two or three Tony's top tips okay. of things that they should do? I'm going to start. That's the thing. I'll give you that. All right, Tony's thanks. top tips. Right, that's great. Thank <laughs> you. Um, I think the the main thing is. Um, you're on a journey, so you're not going to do everything at once and you're going to take some detours and you're going to go down some cul-de-sacs. But the point is to remember just to turn yourself back around and keep on that. The other thing is a journey's better if you're sharing it. So get some other people on board as soon as you mm-hmm. can, even if they're not there. Places like your, this, like Hot yeah, Country. Where yeah, you get some people on board cool with, yeah, in, in, in the spaces you go to and... Get yourself out there, validate, 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 talk to your end customer, talk to the people who you'll work with and really, Mm -hmm. really check the rigour of what you're doing because the sooner you get to no or the sooner you get to yes, the better it will be and you won't do like a lot of people do, which is constantly try and develop an idea which really is not, it needs to change. Be open, 
be prepared for change, be prepared not to be right. And increasingly, I think with the new lean start methodologies and the new way of learning, you can do that really, really quickly. Because mm-hmm. the more time you spend in, well, the less time you spend in redevelopment, the more time you spend in successful development, which is mm-hmm. where most people want to be. So don't keep yourself there prematurely just by having blinkers on. Yeah, I think the other thing is there's a whole load of ecosystem now online around the city and you use that. If you're developing a business, use it, whether it's the private sector, whether it's mentors, whether it's entrepreneurs, whether it's the growth hub, whether it's the university. Hustle, basically. You know, everybody should do that because the more you can get, the more it adds value to you and the more you're not giving any of your equity away maybe too early. Um, And just... It's the old thing, it's belief, it's, you know, you've you've got to see where you are, you need that clarity of vision, you need that clarity of purpose, and, and it's it's hard, it's the hard work of hard work, it is yeah. simple as that, it, those, the people that make it are the ones that stuck to it, and be aware that once you commit to that vision, the world helps you do that, both consciously and unconsciously, through serendipity, through meetings, through chance. Uh, I think there's a lot of unknown unknowns to business, mm-hmm. and it's all about being laser-focused, if you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's... Tony's top tips. Top, Tony's <laughs> top tips, Yeah. I have thoroughly enjoyed our chat okay, um, this afternoon. Yeah, good. Yeah, um, you've shared a really good insight mm-hmm. into the um, student uh, incubator uh, yeah. programs that you're doing at yeah. the university and how you're helping bridge that mm-hmm. gap. Um, and also partnering with incredible organisations like Huckletree to help yeah. bring that to life and to make yeah. that happen. That's right. And um, yeah, so I think for anyone that was uh, wondering about any of those mm-hmm. things, hopefully this will give them a better night's good. sleep. Okay, lovely. Thank, Thank you. you. Great.